Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're going to move now to uh, Jeremy England, who's the uh, Mississippi Senator for District 51. We'll get him to remind us where that is and what that encompasses. But 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 at the end, Jeremy, you got an opportunity to meet Matt Stratton, who is the director of the emergency management group over in Harrison County. Um, man, we're so lucky to have in all of our counties, in all of our cities, all these emergency leaders who not only not only, you know, respond to disasters, but they also prepare us for disasters. Uh, and you see it in your work every day, don't you? Oh, I do. And and look, this, uh, you know, you hear people say that, that everything we do is teamwork, and that's absolutely the case. You know, guys like Matt and uh, Earl over here in Jackson County and and uh, Greg Michelle, who just just stepped away. But, man, they had a, a heck of a year and and did an admirable job at it. And, and really, we couldn't couldn't do without great folks like that. Yeah. Coastal Mississippi alone. I, I come on over here to some of the statistics. Uh, five local states of emergencies. We were in the in the cone for hurricane seven times and then you had the pandemic on top of that and of course and in, in the upper part of mississippi or middle part of mississippi we had some of the worst tornadoes in our state's history and then the pandemic and now cold weather and the, and the realities of that wow i mean we're, we're again we're lucky to have such such dedicated people in those positions hey listen I went back and looked. The last time we talked was in July, and uh, and I want our listeners to know if they didn't catch that conversation that that in that conversation I told people that you were one of the bright young stars, one of the bright young leaders in the legislature. <clears throat> I really believed that, and I believed it then. I even believe it more now because I've watched you since then. And what I like about you is why you are conservative. Um, I'm conservative too. Um, but I don't always fall in line with the Republican Party on certain things. I I, I believe I'm, I feel like I'm sort of sort of an independent. I'm maybe a moderate conservative somewhere in the middle. But but what I like about you, Jeremy, is that you speak your your mind and you don't just follow because that's what you're supposed to do. You you're you do your own homework. You're a good thinker. You're a really good writer. And you're someone who has a really innate ability to be able to describe your position. Now, you may not, not always convince people to be on your team, but, um, but you do a good job at that. And I just want to commend you for it. So let, let me say this. One of the things I saw when I went back and looked at this conversation was this. It was a quote from Mark Twain that I shared with you. And it's powerful. It's even more powerful today than it was back in July. And here's what the quote said. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. That's powerful, isn't it? it it's very powerful. And, and look, it's very true. I mean, it, it uh, you know, we seem to be living in a, a time in politics right now where where people have decided that it's easier to get people angry or to to play to their emotions. And the best way to do that is is through it, misinformation. You know, the facts, it's tough to get somebody very emotional just on facts, right? And and so they'll do that. And I've seen it happen with almost every bill that we have come through here. You know, everything we take up is dangerous, you know, or, or it's, you know, something something's going to happen that's going to cost people lives or cost their health. And 
and and that gets people angry and it, and it gets people on their guard and and then to convince them otherwise to try to walk them back from that and tell them look this is what we're actually doing um it it, it it gets tougher because once those emotions are involved and once people are in their corners, you know, kind of like in a boxing ring, you're never going to get them back into the middle to to talk about good policy. And, and that's something that we just have to deal with. See, I covet and I talk about this all the time, but I covet the days when political division isn't the thing that defines us, that that, that personalities isn't the thing that defines us, that what defines us is our ability to debate the policies, you know, to debate, debate bills and direction, but not lose respect for one another. You know, I covet those days. Um, you know, we've never been totally there anyway, but the reality is that social media and conspiracy theories that surround that, and I've done entire shows about that, uh, create for people um, a sense of strong belief in things that aren't true. And in fact, what, I, what I've often said, because I came from the news you know, business, that's where I came from, that trustworthy news, trustworthy news, news that people can trust, they don't necessarily have to agree with it. I'm just saying objective, trustworthy news is one of the keys to a democracy, to maintaining a viable democracy. You, you really believe that, don't you? I do. Look, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, right? I mean, you get that uh, and you leave the opinions out of it uh, to the extent you can. And and that's what you have. And that's what you base. Um, you know, those are facts. That's what you then base your opinions on. And you try to affect policy that way. Uh, and it just makes makes more sense that way. And I, look, I was reading a quote in a uh, in a book about Calvin Coolidge that I'm I'm reading right now, and and he talked about education, and he talked about how instead of teaching people what to think, we need to pe- teach people how to think. Mm-hmm. And if we can get back to that, and if you can you can have people to, that that can weigh their options and weigh every every different opinion they're hearing, and then somehow cut through that and get to the middle, um, we'd all be better off for it. Well, Mark Henderson said on my show, you know, I you know nine months ago. And I, I never forgot it because I thought it was powerful. You know, he's the entrepreneur who started Lazy Magnolia Brewery, first brewery in the state of Mississippi. And he's just a really smart guy. He does a lot of sophisticated radar technology, has a bunch of patents. But uh, so he's a really good thinker. And uh, what he says is that social media provides or enables people to wait each morning for the, their thought of the day to be delivered to them. As opposed to what you just said, you know, getting sort of objective news delivered to them and letting them read that and then decide for themselves what their position is going to be. But you can't argue with facts. Facts are facts. But today what's happening is these conspiracy theory videos and all this other stuff gets thrown out there and people get misdirected. And so it's hard to convince them that they've been fooled. It's a lot easier to just fool them. And, And that's a real shame. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was. I noticed that you had a bill that focused something around beauty salons, and I, I want you to talk specifically about that. But listen, we don't want to—I don't want to get bogged down in the technicalities of the right. bill itself. But more importantly, how these efforts can sometimes be directed against you, and in some cases, actually against your family. And I, I pointed out to you when we were off the air that I really appreciate um, the way that you responded to that, and uh, mm-hmm. in a, in a non—I mean, certainly you were emotional about it, but but you weren't confrontational about it. You were just trying to explain to people that your family should be out of bounds and to t- talk about what happened. Yeah, Ricky. So we, we dropped a bill that essentially uh, there were a few areas that are covered by the cosmetology board uh, here in Mississippi. And, and that board has a very wide ranging uh, group of, of 
of trades that that fall underneath that board. And a few of those are eyebrow threading, um, eyelash extension, and makeup uh, applications. Those issues are not taught uh, in the school where they're not required to be taught uh, as part of the curriculum. And they're not they're not part of the test that you have to get to be a licensed uh, cosmetologist or esthetician. So what my bill was to do was to remove those from the purview of the uh, the Board of Cosmetologists. Now, my bill also had a provision that would would take out stylists, you know, people who do blowouts and and different things like that and, and just style the hair. Well, you know, I know today's Mardi Gras when we're taping this. So I'll mention that people that go to carnival balls, you know, they like to get their hair just just fixed up. You know, that kind of thing where there's no scissors, no razors or look, I'm sorry, I said scissors, uh, shears. I've, I've been told to, to call it by people that I've I've made angry over this. But but look, that that bill, uh, there's actually there. There are a few lawsuits going on right now that the Board of Cosmetology is actually, in my opinion, on the losing end of that. There's not a good defense for them to require people to go spend the money and, and the hours to get these uh, these licenses whenever it doesn't even deal with their trade. And and actually, the Board of Cosmetology for the three issues that I mentioned was was in favor of that. But what we had happen here in Mississippi, Ricky, was was a national group that that their job is to protect the industry. Right. And they send out an email and they they get people angry and they tell them that I'm I'm attacking the trade and I'm attacking the industry and their licenses. And and when people get angry, like we talked about before, their their only interest at that point is to attack me or in any way they can. And so it kind of got off the rails on that. And and I, I would have to remind people, look, my my. Uh, my mom's parents, my my grandfather and grandmother had a had a barber and beauty shop in Goche, and 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 that's where I would credit for getting my start in politics was sitting there listening to the problems of the world, and and uh, and also when when these folks were closed down during the pandemic, I did a, a fundraiser for them. I did a virtual haircut, and so people, you know, cosmetologists and barbers, uh, stylists, they're all a, a big part. Of, you know, I consider part of my family because I, I grew up around that. So I don't want to do anything that would hurt them. Uh, and and really the misinformation that got out there kind of took away from the fact that I'm just trying to help some Mississippians get to work. Yeah. Hey, what's right. I, I, it's interesting to hear your background. My grandparents both owned a beauty salon on Cervantes and Pensacola called the L. Dustin. The L. Dustin. My grandfather's name is Dusty. And uh, anyway, yeah, that kind of pulled back some some old memories of going in there when I was a kid and. Just kind of hanging out with all the women with their heads underneath the the blow dryers or whatever you call those. And what a great light that was, to be honest with you. I I have such pleasant memories about hanging out there. Hey, why don't we do this? When we come back, I want to talk about how that got directed at your family. And we'll we'll talk about that just a little bit. And then we're going to shift gears. I want to talk about revenge porn, something that you you would think that Mississippi would be on top of, but we're one of four states who didn't have that legislation. And uh, you kind of led the discussion on that. So we're going to come back to that. There's some other things I want to talk about as well. So we'll see you after this break with Jeremy England. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coastview. I have Senator Jeremy England with us this morning. He's uh, one of the, the rising stars in the Senate and someone I have a, a lot of respect for. You know, when I was the publisher of uh, three coast newspapers, the Times-Picayune, the Sun-Herald, the Press Register, and then I had other responsibilities for other newspapers across the Southeast. Um, you know, I know what it's like to be a target. You know, if we write an editorial someone doesn't like or a story that someone doesn't like, and a couple of times during that time, it was directed at my family and you know, aimed at us in a way that would uh, you know, try to divide us and making terrible accusations about me and so on. Now, the good news was that I have a wonderful marriage and a great family and I always said that the key to my success, the, the only legacy I want to leave is being a great husband and leaving a generation of wonderful kids. That's my goal and, and wonderful grandkids. So they thought I defined my life by the work that I did, but, it, but that was secondary to the, the overall goal that I had. But, mm-hmm. but being in p- political life like you are, you, you get to see kind of the meanness in society, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and look, it, it, it's not everyone. You know, it's only a small percentage of people. But, you know, it only takes one or two to, to really kind of, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned my wife or my kids or anything like that. And it, it, it's an effort to knock me off of my ultimate goal is the way I look at it. And, and Ricky, I'll tell you, when I ran, I, I didn't run on anything specific. I ran on a set of principles. And those are my foundation. And one of those were uh, to to undo overburdensome uh, regulations and restrictions to allow Mississippians to get to work. And, and when you have a good, solid foundation, and I think in a good, solid family, I can't mention enough how great my family is to allow me to do this. Uh, but, you know, it's tough to knock somebody off a good, solid foundation. That's the way I look at it. And I just keep my eye on the goal and, and keep moving forward. And, and luckily, my wife and kids are um, they've got thick skin like me and, and they're tough. And, and I hope that they're learning a lot um, throughout this process. And, and so do mine. So do mine. I love the way you said that's tough to knock someone who's got a strong foundation off their foundation. I think that's a great way to say it. And I felt the same way. Oftentimes, actually, when people would make those kind of accusations, Again, it was it was only kind of like small, but it, it felt loud just because, you know, you have to receive the message somehow. Right. Um, but but I always would say th- I would thank God, actually, that it, it was, it's a reminder to me of how solid my foundation really was. I mean, I actually I mean, it's interesting that something that could be so divisive and negative could actually remind you how how how, uh, you know, special your relationships are, you know. So enough about that. Hey, we uh, we got just a few more minutes. I want to real quick revenge porn. That's a terrible thing that happens to people. It really is. And I was really surprised Mississippi hadn't made some kind of movement in that area already. You made the arguments on the Senate floor and you you handled the Judicial B Committee effort on that. So tell me about it. Yeah, Ricky. So so revenge porn is obviously where there are uh, shared photos or videos that are shared within the spirit of a relationship. And then, you know, for, for whatever reason, or, or, or this is just one way, for whatever reason, the relationship ends and it, that gets used to, uh, y- you know, either get back at someone or to coerce them to do something else. And, and in Mississippi, we're one of only four states that don't have uh, legislation directed at that. And the prosecutors and, and Attorney General Lynn Fitch's office, uh, they've reached out to to ask us to help them do that. And 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 this bill allowed them to do that. And I, I found out so many things where, you know, human trafficking is on our news constantly. And it's a, it's a very terrible thing that we have that goes on, but it's a reality. And it, and it happens here in Mississippi. But for each of the individuals that are that are 
caught up in that world, when they're rescued and pulled out of that world, every time a photo or a video of that person is shared, they become a victim all over again. So we really needed some way to go out and 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 take that up. And I'm I'm proud of our prosecutors for asking for this. I'm proud of them for wanting to go after these these folks that are doing that. It's it's really something we need here in Mississippi. Well, the advice uh, that we always gave in the different uh-huh. media world that I came from, because we understand what this you know how this works, is don't take videos and pictures of the people you love <laughs> or yourself because right. it goes up into the cloud and you can't pull it back down again and you you can't be guaranteed that someone else is not going to be able to see those i mean the truth is our smartphones have so much information and data about ourselves that it's already been caught and collected somewhere and it's just not safe and so you know First of all, don't do it. But if you do it and then you're going to use it somehow against people, I'm so glad to see the Mississippi is acting in a way that's going to um, make that super detrimental to the person that's trying to inflict harm. Um, One other thing, the tourism bill, huge opportunity to sort of consolidate tourism uh, budgets in the state. Tell me about that. Yeah, so so we we passed in the Senate a a a bill that will create the. a tourism agency here in Mississippi that will help, you know, that's a $7 billion industry. It's important all over Mississippi, particularly on the coast, but also in Oxford and Tupelo and, and shoot, even the Delta with every time a great book gets written about the Mississippi Delta, it makes folks want to go visit there. And this will help direct funds and efforts to get us, uh, uh, get our tourism uh, where it needs to be. I think that's a great opportunity for Mississippi. Well, there's a lot more going on, um, but I covered the bases I wanted to cover. We could break it all down, but you know, we don't have time to do all that, but the important stuff we did and, and what I want to continue to do every time we get together is give people a look into how you think, give people a sense of, you know, you have conservative values, but you're also independent. And that's, I really honor that in today's political world. It's not always easy to be that kind of person. So um, until we meet again, Senator Jeremy England, I appreciate you joining me, buddy. Ricky, thank you so much. I enjoyed it as, as always. Yeah, you bet. You. Take care. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios, this is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.